Jump boys and girls, Noel Herbert here. It's uh, Elon Daly, part of the Talking Tesla Network. It's August Friday 16th. I can't believe we've made it to Friday. Isn't that exciting? Look, let us start off with a couple of emails, and I've got two good ones that I want to share here. First one is from Soren Hansen, and he said, Dude, fix your mental disorder by getting this thing called Open Hab or Has or this other one that I can't pronounce, Ras Pin and P. So you can fully automate your home. So I kind of love this idea, the fully automated home. And this one he likes the most is called Open Hab. I really don't know much about these. But it says it can basically integrate everything into this network. You can set the whole thing. It's cloud friendly. Um, so it uh, sounds pretty interesting. This idea of the sort of totally automated home, I really like as long as there's backup. Because you know that uh, the internet sometimes... It doesn't work, but uh, if you're interested in that, there's uh, one suggestion for you. I got another letter here from I got another letter here from Clay Chase, and the first thing he opens up with is talking about Joe Rogan. So Joe Rogan does one of the most popular podcasts in the podcasting universe. He actually records that podcast about five minutes from where I am right now, and I used to have a company that was two doors down from where he did his podcast here in Los Angeles. So I feel like it's basically my podcast, Joe. And on one of the shows, he's not exactly sure which one, and I'm going to have to go back and listen as well, 1333 or 1334, he brought up the fact that he has a Tesla and uh, that he loves his Tesla, but at home he has a supercharger. At home he has a supercharger and it takes eight hours to charge, so travel therefore isn't an option in a Tesla. This is what Clay is saying that Joe said, which is obviously very wrong. And Joe is, if that is what he said, misinformed. And he has so many listeners, it's important for us to try and get a hold of Joe and say, can you correct that? Because, of course, there's the supercharged network, which means that you can drive this, even though we want more superchargers and we want them faster. They're actually quite good. I just had my Model 3 plugged into a 150 kilowatt supercharger, and it was getting 620 miles per hour of charging. And it dropped down after that. I still haven't used one of the 250 kilowatt bad boys and gotten a thousand miles for a short period of time. Now that you can literally plug in for five minutes and get about 75 miles of range, it's pretty cool. And I think it will continue to improve as Maxwell gets integrated, perhaps with a little bit of the old capacitors in there to help out. Speaking of which, I was watching an internet show, and I can't remember which one it is. It was an electrical engineer talking about capacitors and about Tesla and saying that for the truck, he sees that they are definitely going to have to use capacitors because you've got this big giant truck. It's 80,000 pounds. You're going down the hill, you hit the brakes, and you have regenerative braking. That is a tremendous amount of energy that potentially would get shoved into the batteries perhaps at a rate that would be too much for the batteries. And it would be much better to have that sort of flow through a capacitor first and then flow out of the capacitor. I don't know exactly know how that works, if that's true. The other thing is when you've got a big giant truck like that and you want to start taking off and you need a big burst of energy, a capacitor could help in that regard as well. And Maxwell is all about these capacitors, these devices, these magic devices that can charge and discharge a huge amount of energy in a very short amount of time, something that batteries themselves are not so good at. And so you put between the motor and the battery a capacitor 
you can have a little bit of uh, the best of both worlds. A bit of a hybrid fully electric car, as it were. I think I just made that term up. So you've heard about the uh, Tesla semi-trailer, right? It's uh, big, right? It's going to be able to pull something like, what, 80,000 pounds at full capacity. And it's very zippy. Not that we really want our trucks to be too zippy, but it is zippy with lots of torque. And the torque initially was a range of a 300-mile version and a 500-mile version. And then Elon came out later and said, well, we think we can actually get it significantly better than that. We think we can get it closer to 600 miles with some tweaks and some stuff that they've got going on. Well, in Donna Pass, a Tesla Semi was spotted, as was its driver. And the driver had 75,000 pounds of concrete in the back of it just for testing purposes and he said to one of these reporters i guess it was meeting or exceeding the range projections so this is pretty good news because if tesla really can have a 600 mile range semi-trailer fully loaded with eighty thousand pounds that is huge that is big that is absolutely large because the competition really isn't anywhere near that right now uh, the competition is more like 250 miles for these big rig trucks. So that will be fantastic. But when are we seeing this puppy? If we're seeing it next year, which is, I think, the plan in 2020, when are the chargers going to start coming up? Because just like the supercharger network, you're going to need the mega charge network for this truck. And I want to see it. I want to see the size of the pipe that's going to fill a, what must be something like a 1,000 kilowatt hour battery in 30 minutes to 80%. I want to see the size of the tube that's going into that semi-trailer. Then I want to adapt it and put it into my Tesla so that I can fill up the Model 3 in 10 seconds. Of course, there's probably going to be a horrible explosion, but it'd be fun to try. So you've heard about Rivian, right? Of course you've heard about Rivian. So they're coming out with a truck, an electric truck, and there is an enormous amount of excitement, at least here in the United States, about this thing. Moving it into what they're calling the adventure space. So it's going to be a truck, and it's going to be great, but it's also going to be really great for camping, and they've got some really interesting things about it in the big battery configuration, a 180-kilowatt-hour battery in there that'll do 400 miles, and they've got this funky slot in the middle of it that you can you know, throw in your camping gear or your cooking gear, as it were. Well, they just came out in the last couple of days and tweeted that they're going to have this electrochromic glass in the uh, roof of this puppy, or at least have that as an option. So the idea of this is you've got glass up there, and as my understanding is you can put basically a charge through it, and you can change the opacity of this bad boy. Apparently, these are very rare in cars. There's a McLaren, this is according to electric, a $300,000 McLaren 720 that has this in it. And the Tesla, and I didn't notice this, that Tesla has apparently said that they are looking at the same kind of thing for upcoming versions of their cars. And I love this idea. Here, we're in super sunny Southern California. And when the sun beats down, the tinting even on the car, like the X, for example, with all that glass, it's just not enough. And so you can get, and it actually comes with the car, this extra sort of clip-on physical material mesh that you can put up there to reduce that glare and that radiation some more. But I've always loved this idea of having some sort of a, a rear stat-like device to just crank it up when it's super sunny, crank it all the way up. And when it's winter and you want to have all the light in, you turn it the other way. That would be spectacular. That would be huge. That would be big. So I hope that uh, Rivian does this. I'm really excited about Rivian. I'm excited about this competition in the space. Ford's put $500 million in there. We'll see. I think 
potentially the biggest problem if they can get the manufacturing and stuff down. And we've seen from Tesla, it's hard to build these cars. But let's say Ford really gets on board. I think the biggest problem will be battery production. How are they going to get enough batteries? Because I'm sure that they are going to sell hundreds and hundreds of thousands of these puppies. I'm sure because people in America, they like their trucks. And if this truck's as good as it's sort of being hyped as, this is going to be a fantastic truck and Tesla better, you know, bring its game or Rivian's going to eat its lunch. It's exciting, exciting time. So we should hear about the Tesla truck in the next couple of months. And I am so excited. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the show is Elon Dale. It's part of the Talking Tesla Network. Thanks to the patrons. You patrons are the best. Really helps us uh, to create the show. We'll be doing a big show, a large show, a grand show coming up real soon. Uh, otherwise, I'll be talking to you manana. No, not tomorrow. Maybe Monday. Yes, Monday.